Welcome to Space for Our Stories, for creatives, dreamers, and doers who give a damn and dare to be real. Whether you're looking to carve out a space in this world for yourself, or you're looking for a community centered around intentional connection and genuine conversations, pull up a chair and have a seat at the table with us because you're always welcome here. everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Alyssa, and I'm excited to be here for another solo episode this week. Today, we're talking about taking inspired action and really taking the right steps to even start moving towards your goals and just moving in the right direction along your path, if that makes any sense. So I'm excited to talk about this because I feel like I've I'm in my flow right now. I'm taking inspired action. And I feel like a lot of my peers and people in my community are also in alignment. And I think first we have to decipher the difference between inspired action and regular action or forced action. Inspired action is when you're just feeling in a place of alignment and everything kind of falls into place for you. Granted, it's not an easy place to get to. Regular action, however, is all about following the status quo. It's thinking that you need to do all the things that you're supposed to without even thinking about it. You're kind of like just doing your normal routine, but there isn't a direction towards it. There's no joy. There's no inspiration in this work. It's just kind of like punching punching your time clock and just doing your motions without any thought behind it. So now that we know the difference between inspired action and regular action, I think it's also important to understand what inspiration is and the role that it plays in our lives. I think a lot of us use inspiration and motivation as a means to even delay movement towards a goal, like waiting for the perfect time, et cetera, et cetera. I've been there. I've done that. Literally, that was a part of my story. And... I think a lot of us are just like, well, I'm just like working behind the scenes. I want to like make this thing and and wait till I'm ready. And I think when we actually start doing something creative that sparks this inspiration that brings us into alignment, it just kind of changes things. So in April 2023, that's when I first took ceramics classes. I had found out about it through a new friend and I just asked her at the time, like, what is something that you're doing that's really bringing you joy outside of your work? And she had mentioned ceramics and how she just started and how it's just been a really cool way to have like a tactile hobby. And that was so interesting to me because that's so different from where my day-to-day is. I'm oftentimes behind a computer, behind a screen somehow, in front of a screen, and I am consumed with media, social media, all types of things, TV, commercials. And it could be very overwhelming and tiring and also not as inspiring. And so when she had told me that, I immediately looked into it and I was like, when can I take these classes? I've saved up my money for it. I knew I wanted to invest in it. 
And I remember the first time I sat behind a pottery wheel, I just thought, oh, this is amazing. This is exactly what I feel like I needed to break away from my day-to-day, like, creativity and creativity for work. Um, And I've been at it ever since. It's February now, almost a year. And I think that alone has been such a great way for me to not just try a new hobby, but really understand that like this art form that's been around for centuries, this art form that has literally started from a lump of clay and has gone through the process of being like made into something and just the process itself is really beautiful to me because you could take literally something from earth and create a physical object out of it. Adrian hates it. I'm mean, just kidding. I don't think he hates it, but I have a ton of ceramics around the house. <laughs> and he calls them my little yogurt bowls because at first I could only make bowls. I could not make cups. I couldn't make like anything else. So I have a ton of wonky ball, wonky bowls around the house, but I love them. There's so much character to it. And it really does reflect my journey now almost hitting a year of practicing pottery. And it's just so much fun, and it really has not just sparked this inspiration for me, but it's really sparked even new perspective in how I want to create and what I want to do because I'm able to slow down and focus on like what's in front of me in that moment. It's actually given me so much more space to dream again. And when you're in that flow, like the ideas just come to you. And especially because I watch so many documentaries and so many films, after a while, I just started watching my peers in the pottery studio. And I was like, oh my God, it'd be amazing if I could like film someone in that angle with this lighting, doing this thing. And I was just like, that's really cool. Maybe I can do that one day. And then that alone has sparked so many other thoughts and really opened me up to thinking and dreaming about what I want to create for myself again. Here I am creating physical products and physical objects, I should say, that have really brought me joy because I like I know the journey it took for me to get there to make these things. And it's a very slow process. Like if you're familiar with ceramics, it takes a long time for something to get made. You have to take the clay, you shape it either on the wheel or you hand build. You have to wait for it to get bone dry, which could take days, if not like maybe a week or so. And then from there, you put it in the kiln to get fired. And then that's when it becomes bisqueware. And from there, you have to add glaze to it because so that it has like decoration and it could be food safe and then that takes about 24 hours so it's the way at least like especially how this studio is run it takes at least like two to three weeks for something maybe three to four weeks actually three to four weeks for something to be made and so it's just really cool to see and be a part of that process. I love getting to see how my peers in that space have created so many different things with the same tools that we have access to. We all have and use the same clay. We have access to the same glazes and the same tools. 
And the things that come out of that studio are absolutely insane. It's so beautiful to see. But anyways, I really want to encourage you all to try something new, to get out of your comfort zone and also reflect on the things and the times that you've been in flow. Like when was the last time that you really tapped into that creative energy and do those things? That way it just opens you up to really think about like, oh man, like maybe I do want to revisit We The Storytellers. Maybe I do want to restart that podcast again. And maybe it doesn't have to be the way that I thought it would be, but I could do it the way that I want to do it now. So for those of you who don't know, like I've really worked on We The Storytellers for pretty much like the start of the pandemic up until now. And I haven't put anything out until like, like consistently until the beginning of this year. It's 2024. I'm telling you, it was like end of 2020 (laughs) or like mid 2020 when I was like, I want to do the thing. I'm going to do the thing. And I worked with getting the branding done. I worked on a whole brand strategy. I worked on all of these things only for me to fall short and not move forward with it. And there were so many times that I felt shame of not completing this project, of not doing the thing, but it also just felt so forced because at the time I was not in a place mentally where I could hold capacity for the things that I wanted to create for myself. I felt like well, I'm working on all of these things for other people. I'm also trying to make money so I can pay my bills. And it just didn't feel in alignment. And I think a lot of us can feel that way. Maybe we have felt that way. Maybe that's something that we're trying to identify that we're going through right now. It's just like, oh, we're stuck. Or there's like fear or self-doubt. Like there's so many challenges that arise where we just sit in uncertainty, discomfort, and it just holds us back from moving towards our goals. And I tell you this because I remember I wanted to launch We The Storytellers on the seven-year anniversary of when I started copying combos. That was like end of September 2022. And I, I did it. I did the thing, I posted the branding, I did the thing, but I didn't do anything else after that. And I felt so much shame and I felt so much guilt towards myself of like, oh, you're not good enough because you're not doing the things that you said you were going to do. And I really did feel like a failure at the time, but it was also one of those things of like, this is not what I meant to focus on. I think I just really forced it because I wanted it to just align with the date and that was going to be significant and it was going to be a big old thing and it wasn't and it's okay because I've since I've taken the time to again like refocus and kind of recalibrate of where I want to go and the direction that I want to go toward go towards I really feel like I'm activating this creativity from a place of my past experiences and also just having fun again I think I put so much pressure on myself just to create and fit in this world of new content, especially as someone who works in the production industry. It's so strange because I'm like, I want to do these big, beautifully produced pieces. I want to film everything that I 
like want to do and create. But I know because <laughs> the the types of things that I want to film, the types of things that I do want to create requires funding, which I don't have, a big team, which I don't have access to because of said funding. And I just wanted to start. And I wanted to start in a way that felt good. But there wasn't a place that I felt there wasn't a place that felt good to me to start. And I was just like, that's not good enough if I just do the podcast. It's not good enough if I just do photography and I just go back to a blog. But <laughs> I don't know what it was. I really do believe it was pottery that took me out of that state and it just inspired me to create again. But that's what I mean about inspired action. It was getting into that flow of just creating fun things and sharing bits and pieces of that journey that I was like, I just got to share this. I just got to share with people where I've been at mentally. And like, it was not a good place for me in the last couple years. And that's part of the work. That's part of why I really wanted to come back into this space as well and share my story vocally through a podcast and share my deepest vulnerabilities because I know I'm not alone because behind closed doors, off air, I have conversations with people, my peers, people in the community who've all felt the same exact thing that I've shared, that I'm not good enough, that this project that I did not complete makes me a failure xyz like fill in the blanks right like we all have excuses not to do the things and sometimes the secret is just like pivoting and doing something else to get you back there to get you back into that flow i really feel like this inner voice and i've talked about this in our in my past solo episode but like there's that inner voice that tells us we're not good enough, that we are not worthy, that it's too scary to take a step forward. And it's just like really hushing that noise. It's really quieting that part of your brain and knowing that like, that's not really you. That's not really the person who you want to be. And it's normal as fuck to experience that type of self-doubt and that voice telling you that throughout your journey, no matter where you are, I've talked to so many different artists, whether they're beginning or they're well-seasoned. And it's just like really interesting to see that we're all kind of in the same place. We just don't talk about it because there's this shame tied into it. But anyways... I don't know about you all, but I think there's a time and place in our lives where we finally just realize all the negative shit that we let into our brain and into our life that we're that we don't have enough money, that we don't have X, Y, Z, we don't have enough time, we're too busy. Like there is a moment where you actually sit back and realize like, actually, who's telling me this? Who's the one telling me that I can't do the thing that I want to do? And when you realize that, you start to like operate in a different way and then you just start to dream again and then you just start the thing. You just start the thing. It's really, <laughs> it's easier said than done, obviously. So where do we go from here? 
I think we really have to understand that creativity has its own role in our lives. It could be very upsetting sometimes, especially when we want to move forward so quickly because we have so many amazing ideas in our brain, but not enough time, energy to put it out. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough whatever it is, the thing that's holding you back. We don't have enough. We'll never have enough. And that's the thing that will hold us back. And that's the thing that will hinder us from even starting, from even writing down our goals and our dreams. And what is a secret to overcoming staying in the same place? It's as easy as Nike's slogan. It's just doing it. We see these big picture ideas and that's what it is. We see the big picture. We see the ending. But you don't see all of the steps that it takes to get there. I like to think about it as a sort of like big puzzle. And all of these steps are puzzle pieces so that we can get to the big picture. And also baby steps. They're not called baby steps for nothing. Take these small steps. Work backwards if that's how your brain works. But there's so many different ways and avenues of how people can tackle like these big ideas because that's what it is these are big ideas we the storytellers how I envision it in the future is not exactly where I'm at right now but I know that what I'm doing right now is going to get me to where I want it to be a year two years three years from now maybe even sooner if I just continue doing the work and honestly, this is oftentimes where I get stuck is when I do break down all of the steps and when, when I do break down like, oh, these are all the things that I need to do, it gets very overwhelming and it's like, where do I even begin? I can be a procrastinator. Oh, I know it's not great. <laughs> and sometimes I will use my brainstorming and my I'm working on it still as an excuse because I'm also a perfectionist. And those two things are the things that have definitely held me back as well. Being afraid to even put in the baby steps and then also trying to make it perfect before I even share it with the world or with anybody for that matter. The thing that's really shifted my energy was not only operating from having the right headspace, it's also realizing that the steps that I wrote down are not as intimidating as I imagined. It's literally like email the person. What am I afraid of? I think a lot of us are afraid of rejection. And I think a lot of us are afraid of hearing no. But I, I remember there was a time years ago that I would actually do this. I would pitch myself to hospitality groups and restaurants so I could stay at their hotel for free. I remember there was a time I got like, I think I sent out like 30 emails when I really wanted to stay just like a couple nights for free in Seattle. That's a big ask, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I got a shit ton of no's a shit ton of like no one replying to me at all. And mind you, I had like maybe 2000 followers. I had an experience with my own like Fuji camera at the time, nothing crazy. 
I didn't even offer video or anything like that. I was just like, I want to be this influencer person. And then I got a yes. I got one yes. And that's really what it took for me to get there was just doing it, emailing, doing the little icky thing of like, gosh, I got to like ask this person for something for free. But it's also understanding that it's like you, you're not just asking them for a free stay. You're trading it for the experience and your knowledge and your expertise in your arena. And to be honest, I'm scared to do that again. <laughs> I know it's something that I would like to do in the near future, but it's scary as fuck. And it's so icky. And I think we just have to be unapologetic and then just do the things that scare us. It's really interesting what happens when you do focus on just like improving or taking baby steps or focusing on that 1% every single day. Because what happens when you put one foot in front of the other? You start walking. What happens when you grow 1% every day? You start growing. You really start to build that momentum. And then when you look back a week or three months later and you see how far you've come, you're just like, dude, I did that. And I think that's what really keeps me motivated to keep this momentum going is knowing that like I know my growth will be well worth the work. My growth is worth all the work that I'm putting into this, all of the extra time outside of my work hours to invest in myself and to know that like, yes, girl, this is where you belong. This is exactly what you're meant to do. If people don't listen, they don't listen. But like the people who are interested and aligned with the work that you're doing, they will find you. And that's truly what I believe. And it's hard to stay motivated to keep going, but the things that have really grounded me are meditation and with that affirmations and telling and, and really visualizing and having vision boards. I actually have my vision board in my planner. So every time that I open it, I take a look at it. And then I also have accountability partners, my closest friends, my partner that I can confide in and talk about my dreams openly. Like these are the people that I hold close to me and that I lean on and they know that they can lean on me as well and we could just keep supporting each other. And even with Adrian, so fun fact. So I really love what Adrian's been doing because He's never thought that he could stream on Twitch. He never thought he could make a dollar on Twitch. And then he started doing it consistently in the later half of last year. And he got, even though like the first people to start like subscribing or like following his Twitch were like his friends, he got to a point where he made affiliate in a short amount of time. And then now he makes like a couple bucks when he streams and he's streaming the games that he loves and he just like does it. And like now he has people who are following him who he just met and connected with. And I think that's what's awesome is that like you could just start the thing and you never really know where it will take you. But it's turning those ideas into action that just like takes you to that next level. So whatever it is that you want to do, tap into that. Because I feel like once he started doing that, he started just pouring into his cup in 
different areas of his life, much like how when I started doing ceramics, I've been pouring back into my cup of other things in my life that make sense and that I want to focus on. So I feel like I just word vomited all over you guys, and I apologize, but this is my brain working in real time. And I really feel like this topic of inspired action just brought up so much of my journey to the forefront, especially because like I reference all of my peers and my past experiences for me to get here. But I think it's also understanding like what are the actionable steps that we can take when we are in flow, right? Like, again, baby steps, knowing what the steps are. I think the first one is really clarifying your vision. Like, what is the big picture? What is the big picture? Do you want to make a feature film? Of course you do. What does that look like? It looks like breaking down your goals. It looks like writing down a script. Maybe it's not even at that point yet, but maybe you want to gather some inspiration like images that you could reference for your film. There's so many ways that we could break down our vision and the goals that we want to accomplish. Even when it comes to ceramics, I'm like, oh, I want to like make this thing. I want to make a pedestal bowl. Or one of the pieces that I was super proud of when I first started my journey was like, I want to make a little plastic bag situation. I want to make it look, I want this clay to look like it's a plastic bag. <laughs> I remember when I was making it, I was like, I'm going to just cut up these slabs and I'm going to piece it together. I'm going to make it look like really worn and like make it look like wrinkly. And it's so funny because I expected it to be like a big bag, but it's really this like tiny, tiny thing because fun fact, clay shrinks when you fire it. And, but I love it. And it's also knowing that like, it does not have to be perfect. This is where I really had to let go of my perfectionist tendencies and I just had to let go of the outcome and the results of things and be okay that it's not okay that it's not perfect and that is okay that's what I meant to say and another example I feel like clay has taught me so so much patience is one of them letting go of my perfectionism has been the other I made like a tea strainer that fit perfectly on a little mug that I made. And the tea strainer does not work. The holes are covered with glaze, which hardened throughout the second firing process. And thus the tea will not strain properly. So that was like a big lesson for me as well. But to translate that of where I'm at right now, I really had to let go of even the perfectionism of like a schedule to release podcast. I remember I skipped a week because <laughs> I d accidentally deleted my podcast. I formatted the card where I was editing off of like a complete dummy. And I had to be okay with the fact that like I lost it. And whoops, I'm not perfect. And that is okay. I know that a lot of us, especially creatives, we are so wrapped up in seeing the end goal and the end vision, which should be your compass. But I really feel like overcoming perfectionism is so much easier said than done. And we oftentimes have like 
the big vision of how the outcome of a project should look like, should be like, should feel. And sometimes it just doesn't hit. <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't turn out the way that we imagine. And I think we have to be okay with the fact that like it manifests differently for everybody. Oftentimes, even the pathway towards a certain goal will look so different compared to how you thought it would be. And I don't have an example on top of my head right now, which is very interesting. But um, for example, like my journey into video production, I never thought I would be here at all. And for me to, I always thought like if I wanted to pursue video production, it would have to be the traditional route. I would have to go to school. I would have to do an internship, PA, et cetera, et cetera, and then I would grow from there. But I never would imagine that me starting a media company would turn into this, that I would be able to, ooh, another one. Like, I always thought, like, oh, it'd be awesome to work on a Netflix set. I never thought the first one that I would be working on would be a reality TV show, for example. I always thought, like, oh, I want to work on a feature film set and I want to do all the things but it didn't manifest that way and it's okay and I'm actually really happy that I experienced what I did because I got to understand the inner workings of a really big production with a high budget and a very great and very expansive crew we had at least like 75 people on set for seven eight weeks so even that understanding what it takes for these big vision goals to manifest has been such an interesting journey okay so we overcome perfectionism right let's continue on <laughs> I think the next way that we could really understand these actionable steps we have clarifying your vision breaking down your goals overcoming perfectionism the big one for sure the next big one is building consistency I've heard this, especially at the end and the beginning of the year, that willpower is when you actually do the things that you don't want to do, and that's what brings you results, and that is how you grow, and that is how you stay consistent. And not only that, it's not like, oh shit, I cannot skip a day. It's knowing that even if you do skip a day, it's continuing to get better and getting back into the groove of things when you did skip a day. And it's not letting you get in the way of yourself either because I think for me where I often don't move forward is when I'm on a roll and like even when it go <laughs> even when it comes to like the gym or even when it comes to writing even when it comes to like working on something that I want to do consistently I will go for a couple weeks at a time, life happens, and then I'll skip a day. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait until Monday. And it's like a Wednesday, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm just going to start at the top of the week and it's going to be perfect. But the thing that happens between that time and then you like prolonging the time it takes you to get to the start of the week, so much happens during that time and you lose that momentum and it really just holds you back even more. And this is a note to myself that like, girl, get back into it, <laughs> you know, like start building and getting back into that rhythm and keep going because it's 
having that in mind that will build sustainable routines and habits that will continue to push you forward in your growth towards your goals and the dreams and the things that you want to do. I think those are like the easiest ways to really understand how to turn your ideas into action. One of my favorite tools that I use is my passion planner. Um, There's a passion roadmap, which is phenomenal. It's kind of like a brainstorm bubble situation. And you can actually go on the passion planner website, download a passion roadmap and start doing it for free, which is awesome. Thank you, Angel. You're awesome. Um, But what's cool is there's so many ways that you could approach it. So in the planner itself, I think it's broken down into four segments and it is three months, six months, one year, and then three years. So there's four sections that you focus on, but I actually switched it up and focused it just on 2024 as a year overall and they broke down those four segments into q1 q2 q3 q4 goals for me that made more sense because i know what my bigger vision is i know what the what i do want to accomplish in three years because i've done this passion roadmap multiple times but i really wanted to focus on quarterly goals because i feel like this is where i see most of the work that I want to do and this is how I want to break it down and I also added a vision board moment in my planner so in the first couple pages I cut and pasted I printed out a bunch of photos even photos of myself that I was like "Ooh, I feel super confident this is me on set that's exactly the type of energy that I want to tap into and it's been such a helpful tool for me and even the calls to action that is provided every single week, the end of month like reflections, it's so valuable to know where you're at and what you're working towards. And the passion planner for me has been a game changer. And I feel like 2024 will actually be the year that I actually finish it (laughs) and actually do all the things in there. Because for sure for the last couple years, there's just been like, there's blank weeks. There's things that I just didn't even due for a couple months even but I feel like with the momentum that I'm on right now I feel really good it feels really good filling it out I feel in alignment again and that's the biggest thing for me I really want to highlight the value of also having accountability partners and support from your community I really feel like it's important to align yourself with the right people who support you and understand your vision. Sometimes it's not always going to be the closest people to you, and sometimes it is. Whoever those people are, hold on so tightly to them. Those are your rocks. Those are the people you lean on, especially when you're having a tough day. Um, My girlfriend, Alina, and I, over the last couple years, we would always... Um, hold each other accountable of like, we're taking a morning walk today. I'm at the gym, however that looks like. And I love it. It really does hold me accountable because like in a way, I don't want to let my friend down. And, you know, we're not always consistent with it, but when we are, it feels good. And it's just knowing that you have a friend to lean on as well, especially when you're going through challenges, especially when you're going through a block, especially when you're not feeling inspired to take action 
and you express how you're feeling, that's when those friends and that's where your community can really help. So that pretty much brings us to the end of the podcast for today. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I hope this made sense. Half the time I'm on a tangent and I don't really know if this makes sense, but to me it does. And I think the main points to really take away from this are get out of your comfort zone, try new things, get clear on your vision and your goals, take those baby steps, stop being a perfectionist and maintain your momentum. I really feel like Again, we could be our own worst critics and we could hold ourselves back no matter what that looks like, whether it is fear, whether it is a halt in our routine, and whether it is us just like not really being clear about what we want to do. But I encourage you all to just take baby steps towards your goals and dreams. I really invite you all to reflect on the following. What is something new that you've been wanting to try? Is it a new recipe? Is it pottery? Is it painting? Is it picking up a camera? Is it taking photos? Is it filming yourself? Is it showing up on social media? Do the things. Take baby steps to get there. And one of my favorite questions that I ask myself very frequently is what can you do today for your future self? Think about that. Think about the future version of you that you want to become, embody that person, and do it for them. Do it for your future self. When I look back on even the beginning of January, when I was like, I'm going to do the podcast thing, I was terrified. But I'm so grateful that I did it, and I'm so grateful that I'm here reconnecting with you all. I love all the conversations that we've had off air whether that's in person, through social media, a text. I love it, and I appreciate you all for tuning in. And if you have any suggestions for topics or people that you think would align and you would love to hear from, let me know. But I appreciate you all, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.